Okay, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right, welcome to another edition of Putting Time, a podcast that Josh and I make. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning of the episode. We do maybe a little small talk. It depends. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Uh-huh. Um, we don't have any guests this time. No one to introduce. Um, so we can true. just dive in, I guess. Yeah. Let's do it, man. That was a miss. Okay, so what went well? I have a card here called Artsy Hackathon Project colon Neutron. Um, This was Hackathon Week for Artsy. Okay. What does Hackathon Week mean? It means that um, we dedicate usually three to four days out of a sprint to hacking on something. And it can be pretty self-direct. It's like pretty like no rules, but they do some suggestions. So like there's like a call for projects from not just engineering, but also mm-hmm. like product people, but also even the wider organization, the business units, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's like a big notion board where you can propose a hackathon project. And if you get volunteers, if you get people interested, you can work on it instead of your sp- like normal sprint work, basically, okay. for, like I say, three or four days. So these things have to be approved ahead of time? Not really. Okay. No. Everyone gets to hack on something and you need to – It's pretty loose. But you do need to report or uh, have a thing to show for it? Exactly. So like like today on the Friday, today we we have like an hour set aside for hackathon presentations. We sort of run through everyone's projects and you can – talk about it in whatever way you want i just like made a slide for mine and had a few screenshots whatever cool So yeah it's fun i really enjoy this time of the year um i usually try like the smart play is to work with people you don't usually get to work with sure yeah you don't usually get to work on i didn't do that this time uh because i had kind of a pet project i was working on i was interested in working on we call all of our repos something, usually a physics word. So like gravity, metaphysics, force, those are all repo mm-hmm. names mm-hmm. at Artsy. Yep. And there's one called Positron. Positron is the code name, so to speak, for um, like our CMS. So this is what the editorial ah, okay. team uses to write into Mongo all of the articles that would be on like rt.net slash articles. Mm-hmm. And it's really old, um, and it's really hard to work on, and all the people who made it have left. And so it's like one of those things where it's like in maintenance mode. If we have to, the grow team, my team, will like do a bug fix, will whatever, like do a thing Uh that needs to be done to keep it limping along. But it doesn't really have a very bright future. Um, Like I say, there's like no one around that kind of still knows how to use it or like how to dev. Yeah. So um, a couple people on my team had hackathon projects around this where they were like, let's rebuild this part of it. Let's rebuild that part of it. Yeah. Um, and my project was like rebuild the like back end basically. Um, so I uh, made okay. a new project called Neutron. And that's funny because it's like new positron, Neutron. Oh, I see oh. what you did there. I see. And once you – once you land on a good name for a project, you can really get started. Right. That yeah. that's what hangs me up with like eight of mine. Yeah. If you can't think of a good name on it, well, whatever. Maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, still not going to work on it until that, that lands. Anyway, so I spun up a new Rails 7 application uh, and got to uh, just like rediscover how much I like working with Rails, especially mm-hmm. when it's a brand new project. Um, I did like some kind of down and dirty ETL activities to like basically export the Mongo collection of articles into JSON and then ingest that and transform it into JSONB columns in Postgres. Okay. And so that that's you wanted to do that rather than working with Mongo directly? Correct. Yep. Okay. There's a lot of cruft in the old application. Um, and so just using Mongo directly, I mean, I could have, but I didn't. Um, one thing, too, is that we rolled our own WYSIWYG editor in that CMS interface, which was a mistake, I believe. My so, eyebrows are very high right now. <laughs> yeah, you should not make your own WYSIWYG editor. No. Um, instead, you should use a library. And so while I was kind of getting this going, I spoke with like one of our... Um, top front end engineers and we were kind of like batting around ideas and he talked about block based uh, WYSIWYG editors. So this is like the interface for your, you know, the article that you're working on has blocks or sections. And as you hover over them with your mouse, you might get a little fly mm. out. That's like okay. a control. You can move the blocks up and down. You can change a block ah, from a paragraph okay. to a heading. Okay. And then so when I hit save, what's produced is not markup. Instead, it's – I mean, I say AST. It's not really an abstract syntax tree truly that has like down even into like uh, bolds and italics. But each of those blocks is like a object in a JSON document. Okay. Yeah. So this is a better way to store it because then when it comes to rehydration, when it comes to displaying this on the front end – we can map that uh, content to our design system. That, right. That's ultimately what this is about. Right. You can do something smart like, oh, if this block happens after this kind of block, it, it that means something special, whereas this kind after this kind means something different, and that design can change, yep. and it's not coupled to the content. Yes, exactly. So really fun projects. I learned a lot, um, and I... Uh, demoed it and it was pretty well received um i in my presentation talked about like possible next steps and the first one was like should we do this <laughs> anytime you're talking about huh? rewrite like <laughs> we used to call it the r word sometimes at hash yeah, rocket like yeah yeah i think i saw a tweet recently that was like rewrites are always a good idea and they never work <laughs> well can I, can we go on a, on a brief yeah a brief let's do a, a brief tangent. tangent here? So yeah. you're familiar with the Mythical Man Month? It's a yes. now a now classic like book from you're hold you're literally holding it up right. So one I of got the, I got a copy for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, one of the one of the things in there is about the second second system, um, and how syndrome. I think it might be second system syndrome, but yeah, the idea is a, a rewrite, right? You're trying to fix all of the problems of the first system. However, the first system is still alive somewhere or doing a thing. Yeah. And so it makes the second system take a lot longer. Um, sometimes it gets overly complex because you're trying to solve every problem that the first system has. And it ends up being just a mess. Yeah. 
And so I am aware of this <laughs> and have experienced this and am wary of, is this actually a good idea or is this just a fun hackathon project? Yeah. So we'll see. That's something I'll, I'll to, look. I look to forward be. to hearing what the answer or the decided answer is to that question. Anyway, okay, I'm going to mark that addressed uh, and move on to could be improved. This one comes from you, Josh. How to switch switch accounts? Switch. Yeah. So we set up the the Nintendo Switch using mm-hmm. just an account that's mine. A right. Nintendo.com account, correct? Nintendo.com and also the Switch itself, like auto logs in. Like there's this, uh, there's like this account switching stuff in there. Yeah. We haven't done any of that. It's like you go yeah. in and you play games. Yeah. Here's my thing. There are a few games that dad wants to play mm-hmm. that I don't want showing up in the list because I don't want like um, – I'm not, I'm not ready to explain Greek mythology to <laughs> – my five-year-old, you know? Hades. Yeah, I get it. Hades, exactly. Um, yeah. Or, the, you know, there's a few other games that, that are teen or mature, and I'm, they don't need to be like, what is that all about? Yeah. Um, so where where can I put that, you know, where it won't it won't show up for them? And, but you'll see it? Yeah, but I'll see it. So theoretically, you'd be able to just make a new user for – uh, maybe maybe a kid's user. Maybe you wouldn't yeah. want to make a user for each of them. That might be overkill. Right, right. Totally. I think this is possible. I have not messed with this. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I thought maybe you would have done this. This seems like the kind of thing you would have done. There are parental controls. I, I, I made a John account and a Jess account. We basically just never use that Jess account. Um, right. And so because of that, I never investigated, like, a Jack account. Okay. Gotcha. He just, like, doesn't go into any games besides Pokemon these days anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So here's here's my uh, tangent for you on this one. Okay. I think I told you last time that we're a two-switch household now. Oh, yes. Christmas. Yeah, totally. Yep. So when you get a second Switch, there is some setting in the Nintendo cloud that knows which of your switch devices is your primary okay and so my original switch is primary and sure. my new switch is i guess what they would consider a secondary so that means anytime i go to play a game on my new switch it verifies if the primary switch is playing a game downloaded from the interwebs and if so i cannot play that downloaded game on my second switch so let me say this another way. Wait, what? Okay. If they're playing, if my wife and Jack are playing a game, and they usually <laughs> are when I'm trying to play a game too, like if that's a downloaded game, I can only play a game on my Switch that has a physical card inserted into the game slot. Okay, so for a single Nintendo account, only one Switch can play a digital game at a time. That's exactly right. Okay. There's and an this is how they get that, you to do that, like, multiple account bullcrap? I mean, I guess it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's like, really annoying. Like, this is annoying. insane. It's totally not the way it should work. No. It should, I mean, I could definitely see you can't play the same game. Fair. You okay, know what fine. I mean? Like, DRM right. or whatever. Uh, that that could probably make sense. But you can only play one of the... Da- that seems a little bit odd. 
there's an error code that's triggered. It's extremely inhumane. You have to like go to Nintendo.com slash support, like read off of what is the error code. Well, yeah, what what does E zero zero two four two seven mean? Oh. It means somebody's playing in this the game in the other room. Okay. And like the mitigation steps, Josh, are like um, well, you could go onto the other Switch and stop playing that game. And then you can go to the Switch you want to play the game on and you on. can play it. I'm like, Come what? On. It's not a mitigation. That's I was floored. Okay. So is this a is this a um what's the word? Like a a, a notch for physical games? I was gonna say it might be a carrot for um buying physical games. But the thing is, a lot of these indie games that I like, there is no Those physical are digital. thing. Right. Yeah, they're all digital. But here, so here's the thing. I've because we're new to the Switch. There have been some. I've been playing catch up and trying to learn some of these things. Sure. Um, I have noticed that physical games tend to go on sale more often. Mm. Um, they t- so they tend to be. You know, you can find them at stores and stuff, um, and they tend to be on sale. Sometimes up to fifteen twenty dollars cheaper than the the digital one. Interesting. It's the convenience factor. That's the whole digital right. thing right you don't have to like switch cartridges over and over you can just go in there and so i thought that's great you know i'm i'm i've cut the cable in so many other places right. uh you know not having to remember that i might accidentally lose this teeny tiny cartridge it seems like a good yeah. like a win but this makes me wonder mm, maybe the, not i mean maybe this is a little theoretical and not not totally true but like theoretically not not choosing to purchase a physical object you know they don't they they make fewer widgets and so there's like maybe environmental impact to like not purchasing the cartridge i don't know how like realistic that is but somewhere in my heart (laughs) i hope that if i buy more digital things less widgets are made and the world is a better place. Right, less know. waste, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Hmm. Anyway. I'm mostly just pissed at N- Nintendo for being so draconian here. Well, that is that is interesting because in general, I feel like Nintendo's, they're they're knocking it out of the park in, in a lot Agreed. of areas in, ter- in terms of just like being still the family system and totally. making things pretty easy to set up um, mm-hmm. and all that. But you're right, that's that's pretty stupid. That's kind of stupid. Okay. Um, we can certainly come back to switch topics, but I'll mark that address for now. Um, the last of our two-vote tickets here is a follow-up from me. Uh, when we had Steve Hicks on um, a couple times ago, I talked about being furious about expense report problems, and I just wanted to follow up that I finally got them all resolved, and I have been paid back for all of my expenses. Okay, so you, you're not mad at Kathy anymore. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, and but here's what I had to do. I started a thread <laughs> with a director, my manager, another manager, and another uh, expense person on Slack, mm-hmm. and basically complained until I got it sorted. And and it's just like. What? It, what? Like, I did get some empathy finally from someone from the finance team saying, thank you for bearing with us on this process. We understand that this is not ideal. Yeah, man. Yeah. It. it <laughs> so you're like, all right, I'm opening up a channel to every single person that I would. And so that way you can all see 
right. who has responded. Yeah. Yes, like let's communicate Man. in the open about this terrible yeah, process yeah, yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. made me go through. All right. Anyway. Okay, done. Uh, okay, back to what went well. Um, talking about uh, N- Nintendo Switch again, I slayed the Spire last night. So that means you played the game Slay the Spire. And Sorry. does it also mean that you got to the end? Right. I mean, I guess. I don't. Um, I believe that the final boss in Act 3 is the end of that game, uh, but I haven't, like... Uh... Ish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So, so there are a number of characters, and I've slayed the Spire a few times and unlocked some stuff, but I had never, or maybe I had only maybe once or twice, beaten it with the second character. That's, this is the one that's like uses the silent. poison. Yep, the silent, the green one. Yeah, the green one. Uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's my, my least favorite character. Um, I don't know why, but it just is. At a certain point, I had a, I had, so the, one of the mechanics that that character uses is poison, like I said. Right. And so you try to really stack, you stack poison, poison. Yep. on um, an enemy, and then it comes off one turn at a time. So if you have five poison on an enemy, they're going to take five damage, and the next turn they'll take four, then three. The then poison two, itself degrades over time. Yeah. But yep. while they are poisoned, they get a certain amount of damage every turn that they still have it. I had, I was start, I was like doing so well with being able to apply poison. I was mm-hmm. going to people up to like fifty. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's a good fun. feeling. That's a good feeling. Yeah. You get that bouncing flask going. You're you're yeah. you're living the dream. Um, I okay. So, Slate Aspire. Once you beat it with four characters, right? Mm. I don't know that you have to beat it with all four before this unlocks. There's this thing called Ascension Mode. Yeah, I don't understand this. Can you Ascension, talk to me more about this? Yes, Ascension Mode is just the regular game. Except there's a couple additional challenges. Number one, okay. you have to get three pieces of uh, like a trident or a tri-force yeah. thing. Three <laughs> different colors. You have to get all three colors. And then once you beat the boss, you get the second kind of area of boss. There's like a pre-boss and another boss. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's how you get the credit screen is by beating that one. Gotcha. Right. So that is so if you do that on um on ascension mode, that that's what happens. However, there are uh 20 different ascension mode levels. So to be able to get up to the next one, you have to beat one. So every level adds another thing of difficulty. The first one just makes regular I think it makes like regular enemies slightly harder or there's okay. more or there's more elites elites or something like that. Right. So, but they, they stack. So every level mm. adds another one of these. It's like, then they get tougher, meaning they have more health. Then they get, you know, then you start damaged. Then you lose, then you start with, uh, then things cost more in the shop. You know, all these kinds of things, they stack and they stack and they stack on with one character. I'm, I am up to 20, but I cannot beat it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. yeah, that's hard. <laughs> uh, do you use the the robot guy? He was my second favorite. Or he was my favorite for a long time, and I got yeah. to seventeen with him. Hmm. Um, but my favorite now is I think probably the most challenging one, which is the last one. 
with the with the like modes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like this icy mode and this hot mode, and the hot mode I forget what it's called, but you get you do double Dangerous damage, plus. but you also take yeah. double damage. So, right, berserker mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun game. I can like I'll spend like two hours on a run, and then if I make it, I'm like that was so fun. And if I don't make it, I'm like I'm never playing this game again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 fun to like do a run. How do you how night. do you play? What, what are you playing on the Switch? You playing on your phone? I'm playing on my Switch. I also actually have it for my iPad, so I'll play that sometimes. Um, just depends. I I play it so much that I'm not even like I'm just I'm like moving my fingers. I'm not, I don't remember what things are called anymore. You know, I'm just and look like like I can't play typing. it that casually. Like I have to be like really thinking because mm. I'm trying to like count cards and like. Mm. you know what i mean yeah i feel like sometimes i'm playing it more like a grind Mm. you know where i'm just like oh well death doesn't really hurt you so just start over gotcha anyway i'm trying to make those funds count it's a fun game yeah it's really fun between that and hades i i guess i'm a fan of roguelikes yeah me too i think it's a fun way to play video games Mm -hmm. okay let's go back uh to what went well you got one here i think is cool um jigsaw puzzles at my house are a hit they are tell me more josh yeah we've now done like eight jigsaw puzzles in the last month i think um mostly of the 500 piece variety so not huge Mm -hmm. they obviously make much bigger than that but but not not a not a kitty but yeah normally they take a day or two we have we brought up this like card table from our basement that we've had forever and we just there's always a puzzle on it now it's just in the middle of our living room people come by and they add a they figure out a couple pieces and they walk by but it's been really it's been really nice bethany and i have been doing them sometimes together at night um the kids all like it um so it's just been kind of this nice ongoing presence in our our house it started because there was a christmas puzzle during Christmas we were working on. Um, and then, yeah, we just did more. It was like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one. I, I can see the oldest being into it, and maybe the middle, but like the youngest is into it? She is. We all, So I should caveat, we have some other puzzles that are her, like, that are hers. Gotcha. So she has some more frozen puzzles. They're more like, they're like 50 piece or, you know, less than that. Yeah. There's also one that is like a picture of her and her brother and sister and then their three cousins, so my sister's kids. That's fun. It's a few years old. It's a it's a picture though. Shutterfly or something something like that. Yeah. And she'll put that together too. So um she, but she does. We do especially when we finish one, we'll take apart just a little bit and then she mm. likes to add back in, you know, whatever, ten, fifteen pieces that are missing out of the puzzle. A um, couple of follow-ups for me here. One is I, ha- you know, we hosted um, Christmas. We had my three-year-old niece here, and she is crazy for, yeah, like a fifty-piece or like a twenty-five-piece mm-hmm. puzzle about Frozen. So mm-hmm. she got a couple of puzzles for Christmas. Oh yeah, and it's just so it's just so cute to see her on the floor messing around with them. She's very like focused and like I don't know. It's, it's a lot. yeah, I haven't I think- seen a lot of kids do that. 
uh, that's pretty pretty young, I think, to be to be pretty focused on that. But certainly, my kids get really they get really into it, and they also I I think last year or last uh, week we didn't get to the a card I was going to talk about um, dealing with or like finding inner calm with my kids. Mm. This has been a good activity for them. Screens do not actually calm them down. They turn them off for a while, but as soon as like a movie or the show or the video game's over, they're like fighting and they're just wild. But some other things, drawing, playing with clay, um, and now puzzles. These are things that that have a good effect on the overall mood of the house, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Um, you, you reminded me of another tangent that do you ever, there's like a, um, YouTube channel called like directed draw or something like that, where this guy Hmm. and his kid just like draw something and kind of like one step at a time, one stroke at a time, go through drawing something. And he like makes it pretty fun and like high energy or whatever. Yeah. Jack loves it. Oh yeah. He did a Spider-Man this morning before school and he was like, pestering me to go on a device he wanted to play this game on my ipad and i finally was like no you can draw and i set him up with this youtube and there he was just drawn away and he was like super into it that's great that's really great okay last tangent for you on this card is magicpuzzlecompany.com i would encourage you to check this out so these are extremely high quality like well-designed jigsaw puzzles that include things like tiny little fun details on like each piece Uh uh-huh um think like like uh where's waldo remember like when you were looking Uh, really closely at that picture yeah these illustrations are cool you'd, you'd see like little little um I don't know, like little situations or like little scenarios maybe in mm-hmm. in the drawing. They kind of have that feel. There's also like these concepts of like Easter eggs. So when you're done with the puzzle, you open this uh, like 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 envelope and it uh-huh. has instructions for you about what to do next with your puzzle that you've just put together. And like you do something with it and then some trick occurs and it's kind of like a secret. So I'm not saying too much about it. Um, cool. It's so cool. Oh, and this this is really nice art too. The art on these are it's really nice. Yeah, they're they all just released series two, and it's on its way to my house. So series two, this is three puzzles. Correct. Okay. Cool. Yeah these these this company started on I think they're a Kickstarter, and oh. yeah they just did so well. Okay. They've been yeah. able to. You know, figure out the manufacturing, figure out the physical stuff. They're in Target. Um, I don't know. Nice. I just, like feel yeah. very connected to these to these this this crew. Anyway, that's great. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check these out. I'll let you cool. know if if we get the series one. We'd we'd start with the beginning. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, Josh, I think we have to kind of call it here. Is that is that? Is yeah, that right? I think You're about- we're running we're running up against it. Um, you have any other? I mean, you're running the show, so I don't want to ask any questions about... No no danglers from me. We should probably ask what's for dinner. Oh, yeah. Just to close out. I mean, unless unless you've got some danglers. I mean, I'm having pizza. <laughs> we all knew that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Friday. You going to order four of them? <sighs> yeah, uh, maybe more. I don't know. Get crazy. Let's see what happens. Seriously, we, we love having... Like not having to think about them, at least one meal. So, 
Um, that's I, I Iconos tonight. That's a local joint. They got mm. the sweet sauce. The sauce is like sweeter than most. It's pretty good. Interesting. Put a little sugar in there. I guess. I don't really know what they're putting in there. I'll eat it. <laughs> what about you? Uh, driving the boy over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. And then um, uh, I had a salad for lunch. And so I told Jess, I'm up for getting something from somewhere. How about that? Doesn't narrow it down much, but <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but but it, but it, it, let's it not indicates. eat at home. Is that the yes? Okay. That's right. Yeah. No interest in cooking. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you're feeling, but I could really go for some kind of food tonight. Like, like what if we got something from somewhere? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so so good. we'll see. The world's my my oyster. It'll probably be a burger from some. Don't get oysters though. No, I won't get oysters. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. You're slide right out. You're done. I'm done. You're done. This is it. I'm done. This podcast is over. This podcast episode is over. This podcast is brought to you by the letter E. And it was 14 years of Hash Rocket this week. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I'm no longer I've it's now been around for like twice as long as I, I was there. Like I felt like I was there forever. Right. Um, and at one point I was, but yeah, 14 <laughs> years is well past double how long I was there. Man. Congrats to them. Yeah. All right, Josh. Love you. Hey. Love you. Hey, have a good week. Bye. Bye.